0: You're listening to priceless beauties podcast. Hey, beautiful Pamela Price here, makeup and spray tan artist, educator, and owner of priceless beauty studio an international award-winning beauty business. But more importantly, I will be your host and cheerleader on this journey of self-love self-awareness and growth. Life didn't come with an instruction manual and entrepreneurship can be a lonely and scary road at times. I'm personally inviting you to join me on this brave adventure together while I chat with women just like you who open up and share their secrets about their business, their inspiration, and their stories. When we empower one another, great things happen. All right, babe, thanks so much for pressing play. Well, hey, Jen, it's so nice to virtually see you. We haven't seen each other in real life in a minute, so it's nice to virtually see you. I know, it's so nice to you. Welcome to too. the Prices Beauties Podcast. I love your hair. Thank You're you. Welcome. I love your headband. Thank you. For
1: people who are listening and not watching, Pam has these two amazing French braids. They're French braids, right? I don't even know hair terminology.
0: Yeah. Yeah, two amazing. I don't know if that's considered a French braid or not. I don't know I what have it no is, idea, but... but they look amazing.
1: And I'm wearing a headband because my hair looked crazy before I signed on. So <laughs> I just have to tame it.
0: Yeah. And headbands always fix everything. So it's always a win. It's true. I actually just
1: ordered six headbands on Amazon. I was inspired by something I saw on TV and I was like, you know what, I need a headband. A headband actually just fixes everything. Like If you don't want to wash your hair or brush it, not, my hair is clean right now, but headbands fix everything. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, we can chat beauty and hair stuff all day, I'm sure. But we came to talk about something um, that you are a profession and that is video content. So I know with you know, the way that business and entrepreneurship is moving, uh, video is where it is at. So can you just share like a little bit more about yourself and how you kind of got into, well, talk about what Uh, business you're in, because I feel like you have your hands in a lot of different pots.
1: I do definitely have my hands in so many different pots, but you nailed it right on the head. If you go right down to the foundation of every single thing I work on, it all has to do with online video content. So I started, my undergrad is in print and broadcast journalism and, and media studies. And so I've always had like a, uh, Real passion for video. Um, A side story when I was little. When I was like six years old, I used to be a background extra on films and TV shows, and I I was so (laughs) cute. Um, And I just, as a child, I I loved being on set. And I know you hear people saying, "As a child, I always knew," but I just like loved it. It didn't matter how long I was there for or what I was doing. I just like loved the energy I got from from creating a video. Those are obviously broadcast TV and and films. Um, And then when I went to school, I just saw a real opportunity for online video. I kind of saw where it was going. And so I've always played in digital video. You know, sometimes I I do work in traditional broadcast, but there's always an online element and uh, that's what keeps me going. So um, if we go back to the beginning, like I said, I did my undergrad in uh, journalism and media studies. while I was still in university, I was one of the very lucky students to get an on-camera job. So I worked for the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation, um, and I was on CP24 nightly announcing the lottery numbers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember. Yeah, it was super
1: fun, like so fun. I still use that that um, fact about me in Two Truths and a Lie all the time. Um, And so I got a lot of experience off the bat. I was on camera, I believe I was in my like, I must have been 20. um, And I was also working behind the camera. So like learning about the shots and editing videos, um, and we were publishing them online at the time, but it was very rudimentary compared to what we do now. Uh, then I decided to take a little sabbatical, and I went to South Korea when I finished my undergrad to teach english as as many young people who love to travel and experience culture do. Um, And I won't take you through the whole story unless you want it, so you tell me if you want the story. But I ended up in South Africa eventually, um, where I worked for News24. So there I was part of the inaugural video team. We ended up building the largest digital video platform in Africa. I'm not sure if it still is the largest in Africa, but it was so exciting to be a part of the the very first team to do that. I was a director, producer, and um, on-camera journalist there. I stayed with them for about four years. I did a few other things in South Africa uh, before moving back to Toronto about three years ago, where I decided at the age of 30 years old to go back to school and do my MBA. <laughs> it felt like the craziest oh decision. Yeah, the craziest decision. Like, I was like, I haven't been in school since I was 22. Can I go back and do it? I did it in an executive program. So, um, it worked out for me. Now I think I'm addicted to school. Uh, I'm now doing my master of laws uh, with a focus on innovation and tech. And I think people will probably want to know what I'm doing now because they have my history. Um, I've co-founded a company that I'm also the CMO at. It's called Streambed Media. We are creating all kinds of solutions for video creators. We can talk more about that later if you want, but it gets pretty, pretty technical. but it's like so awesome. We're using emerging technology to create solutions for video creators to really help them be able to monetize their content and operate in the future. I still create video content. I can't get away from interviewing. I love it. So I do that for a few different publications. <laughs> one of them is Kind Magazine. And I'm also the anchor well, not the anchor, the one <laughs> of the hosts on a show called The Hash on Coindesk TV that runs every day at noon you can watch it on coindesks twitter and youtube the archived episodes are also on their website so that's kind of me in a nutshell i know i just went on like a whole little rampage there so if you <laughs> want me to elaborate on anything please no
0: tell me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so much, but amazing. Like you've experienced so many things and how it all kind of came together so organically, but I, I'm like love travel as well. And I know that, um, two parts question. One was what was it like in South Africa and just how was it different there in regards to maybe a little bit about lifestyle or how, you know that's a big move right so how did you sort of adjust to you know moving from canada and then you know two places on the other side of the world uh, you know at a young age okay
1: well my mom always said that like there must be something wrong with my with my feet because i can never stay in one place at one time she, she used to say i have hot feet that's like a caribbean a caribbean yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. so um i've just always loved to travel right so uh, I probably should I don't know if I should say this but my parents let me go. So, my uh... parents let me go to Europe with my friend. I was 15, I was 16 years old, my friend was 15 and I have family in Amsterdam. And they just like let us go to Amsterdam, like on a plane by ourselves. We stayed with family there, so like that's okay. But then my family in Amsterdam let us take a bus to Paris and uh, to London. <laughs> they just like thought it was cool. And so, if it, like obviously, in European culture, kids do things like that a lot younger. They're very independent in Europe. Um, and traveling from country to country in Europe is is different than traveling from country to country in places like. North America yeah. or anywhere else in the world, but still, like it's still crazy. If I, I just think about like if I had a kid, they are not going to Europe by themselves at sixteen years old. I'm sorry. Um,
0: no way. Right.
1: So, <laughs> so I've always loved traveling, um, and I ended up in South Africa. My the reason I ended up there was for love. Everyone is like, you know, why did you go there? Was it for work? It's like no i my ex is south african and they're like ah love yes love will make you do crazy things and it wasn't a crazy thing for me like when i made the decision to go there i i did have to consciously think like am i making this move for a man or for a relationship or am i making this move for myself (laughs) and the resounding is, i didn't have to think about it much further than that i was like it's obviously for myself like no matter what happens, I'm never going to regret making this move and experiencing a different yeah. culture, a different way of living and, and life. Because I really do believe that having those experiences make you who you are. So no matter where I ended up in the world, that experience was going to impact me. Um, and I'm in charge of if it impacts me for the, for the good or the bad. And it definitely impacted me for, for the better. So yeah. I don't regret it at all.
0: Yeah. No, that's amazing. And I also know that the other, the program that you recently graduated from was there was a lot of travel involved in that. And I was like watching your social media and like, she's here, she's there. I'm like, oh my God, what is she doing? So tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit more about your experiences just with your traveling. This isn't a travel um, podcast, but I we think love um, myself travel. and a lot of people just love travel. Yeah. Now <laughs> at this time that we're recording it, we're not supposed to be traveling due to COVID. So we're just going to live vicariously through your uh, memories past experiences
1: (laughs) i know it's like i
0: feel like i just want to
1: go on a trip down instagram memory lane (laughs) so okay so the (laughs) mba program i did was through the rotman school of management at the university of toronto um it's called the global executive mba so i get asked this question a lot like why did you choose to do that program and the answer is kind of twofold. So the reason why I wanted to go into a business program is because I'd always like operated um, in the creative industry, and mainly on the creative side. I dabbled in operations, but but a lot of my experience came from creating things and managing the creative process. And and I'd gone so far in that that like if I wanted to really learn the business process, I'd have to take a lot of steps back and and like find a mentor or someone who was really committed to. To helping me learn the business side of things, and and that's not always possible. Like people have their own jobs to do, they have their own lives to live, and and I don't know. It, I mean, you have great mentors, but for me, it's like really hard to find the right fit. It really is like finding a relationship, right? So, I, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna go um, do the MBA. I really think this is gonna accelerate me. It's gonna help me get to where I want to be faster. But it has to be the right program for me because I really don't think that. I'm going to get the most out of a program where I have to sit in the classroom Monday to Friday from nine to five and listen to someone lecture. I'm just going to waste my money. I'm probably going to drop out. So knowing everything (laughs) she knows, So knowing everything that you've heard about me so far, um, you'll understand why I decided to do the executive program that was made for executives. So you had to have at least, I think it was seven years experience in your field. Um, Your courses were delivered in different cities around the world, and the in class time was comprised of a two week intensive module every third month. And that two week module spanned two cities, somewhere other than Toronto. So cool. So cool. It was so crazy and intense, (laughs) and I cannot believe the power of the human mind and body. But it was it was so worth it. So we went to we started in Toronto. Um, the first two weeks were in Toronto. Then we went to where did we go? Shanghai and Hong Kong was our next module. Then we were in Mumbai and New Delhi. Then we were in Milan and Budapest. Then we did San Francisco, São Paulo, and then we finished in Dubai and Johannesburg. And so I think that was the best way to get a business education and so i'm really sorry to <laughs> totally. everyone listening because i know we're in
0: lockdown but <laughs> that's amazing um i want to circle back around to a little bit more about the video aspect of your experience because i know a lot of people like I had mentioned before, want to get their face on camera, but there's so many limiting beliefs, um, that we have that restrict us from taking that step. Can you talk, if you can remember that far back, I know it came very natural to you. So it, it didn't count, didn't come natural to me still to this day. I always struggle and get nervous going on camera. So could you share maybe a couple, you know, things that you overcame to be comfortable and confident on camera?
1: So, we don't even have to think back that far i think people feel anxiety and worry in in different ways and uh, around different topics and and especially now i think i think the anxiety comes from cancel culture it's like am i going to say the right thing am i going to do the right thing and if i don't do the right thing is that going to live online forever and are are people going to hate me forever am i going to have to deal with with the backlash of something that maybe i said by accident or i said Without thinking, uh, because at the end of the day, we're we're all human. We're not perfect, and I mm. think that's a really scary thing for people. Um, I can remember a time in South Africa. So, okay, to be honest, yes, I've always loved being in front of the camera. Um, there, there are still times, like even recently in the last two months, where it's like if I if I don't feel as prepared as I want to be, I'll get that same nervousness and be like, oh my gosh what am I going to say when I go and I'm on live television every day, like there's no retake. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if people are feeling that in their zoom presentations or conferences or on, online um, courses or, and training sessions that you're doing, it is completely normal. Everyone feels it. I feel it almost weekly or daily. Um, and it's, it's just remembering that you are human and you know what you're talking about and if you didn't you would not be sitting in front of that camera so the people who the people who put you, <laughs> that's yeah, so true. the people who put you there believe in you and and they know exactly who you are you didn't lie to them you didn't misrepresent yourself to them if you did i don't know maybe maybe you should re- rethink what's happening <laughs> but you didn't lie about yourself you didn't misrepresent yourself and so you're sitting there for a reason and oftentimes the things you think the audience are going to notice or take away or or think like they don't even care about. Um, so I can tell you, so when I was in South Africa, there was this one really define, <laughs> defining interview in my career. Um, so I've covered a lot of topics in my career. This was an entertainment interview. It was living on an entertainment website. I was interviewing a musician at the time who had um, personal drama in the headlines. Uh, and I'd worked for a large news organization, so this was news, and I was told to ask about it, uh, and so I did. And the musician was upset. I mean, we've all seen videos like this. He was—he was upset. He got up and he, he walked off camera, and that video became um, one of the trending. It was a—it t- was the top trending video on YouTube the next day, <laughs> in the country. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> And so there were two takes on it, right? There were a lot of people who were like, yeah, who who supported me? They were like, that's her job. She had to ask. Um, It was already public knowledge. So if she didn't ask, people would have an opinion. And then there were people who were like, well, why did she ask that? She had no right to do that. And I don't know. I think times times have changed now Um, culturally. And and also for for me in, in my career and like what I want to get out of my career, but at, at the time that was like something I, I had to deal with and it was something that he had to deal with right, um, and mm-hmm. so I think just understanding um, who you are and who you want want to be in the public eye and how you want to portray yourself is really important when you're making this permanent kind of content that's going online. And if you're ready to defend it and you really do believe in what you're saying and what you're doing, just like go for it. Don't let these haters hold you down. These internet trolls are crazy. <laughs> like they're just sitting at home, like <laughs> bothering people. Like just go do something with your time other than bother people who are trying to make a living. So don't let those people get you down. They are haters. Haters are going to hate. That is the, the that is the more professional way of saying haters going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> and so just do your thing because if you believe in it, you, you should be able to speak your truth.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And I think, I mean, you could just sit and hide and, and not share that, but you wouldn't be living, you know, to your potential and you wouldn't be fulfilling what, you know, lights you up or what you're passionate about or, you know, getting paid or <laughs> that exactly might be it. your passion. So whatever it is, right? So what about people that don't work for, you know, a company and that they're just trying to get out there put their damn face on their own social media. Like you said, Oh, just believe in yourself. It's easier said than done. Right? So do you have anything like tangible or any tips or any, just like hacks that you do? Maybe it's like breathing or like something that you say to yourself or anything that you just think before you, um, go ahead and, you know, push play or push start or push record or whatever, like anything at all that just helps you like get into that right mindset. You're so right. It's way easier
1: said than done. I still have this, like, I, Honestly, sometimes when I post an Instagram post, like five people have edited it already or I'm like, should I post this on YouTube? I don't know. It's kind of lame. Is this my best foot? And so my number one piece of advice, and I know everyone has heard this all the time, is like, just publish it. The internet is filled with content. If it is bad, who cares? You're going to do, you're going to do something else, like as long as you're not being offensive, like if, if you publish something that's bad, that, that maybe is not great. You're just going to improve. But if you dwell on that piece of content and you're, you, you think like, oh, this could be better and then you work on making it better and then it, there's always going to be something you can do to make it better. So you need to just mm-hmm. start and start to the best of your ability. You don't want to create a process that's so difficult to execute that you have now convinced yourself you don't want to execute on that process. Start simple. Yeah, that's so right. true. So just like start really simple. If you want to make a YouTube video and you have a phone, um, the one thing I will say is like just try and get your audio to be crisp. I think I think people who watch and listen and consume content are more forgiving for video quality if the audio is great. Um, just start with what you have, and the feedback you get from your audience will tell you what you need to focus on next ask your friends ask your family like did you like that did you enjoy it ask people ask your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife it's like what can i improve on because they're going to be super honest with you and they're still going to love you at the end of the day yeah. um but just <laughs> just just publish like i think the only person taking your content so seriously is you if other people don't like it, yeah. they just won't watch it or they won't consume it, and maybe they'll be there for the next time, and maybe they won't. But your fans are really gonna love it. Your friends are really gonna love it, um, and your family's gonna love it. So I think I think just identify you know, yeah identify who you're publishing for, and then just go for it. I think the best way to learn is to just dive into the deep end and and you know just I forget I don't not I forget I don't know the word I'm looking for. Dive into the deep end and not sink or swim. That's crazy dive in and swim. (laughs) Dive into the deep end and just swim. Just flourish. Just paddle. Just paddle. (laughs) Because the more you paddle, the stronger you're going to get. And then you're going to start swimming. Listen to that.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I think like we're our own worst critics, right? Like we have all these voices in our head that are, and we're picking apart all these things. Like even as myself, as a makeup artist, just a little Side note, I noticed that when people come in to have a beauty service, they're pointing out things that I didn't even notice, and it's my job to notice these things. So I think in our heads, we kind of, whether whatever it is, we kind of put this magnifying glass on something that we feel is, you know, negative or not good enough, or whatever. Maybe our past conditioning is making us think that, or somebody said something one time and it kind of stuck in our heads, and we overanalyze it. And like you said, most people. Aren't gonna notice or care. They're either either gonna like it and they're gonna continue to follow you, or they're gonna just keep you know scrolling along and you know no harm done. Right. And then if no one likes it, then you
1: know you're never gonna know. If you just keep telling yourself no one is gonna like this, that that's not a fact. You have no evidence to back that up. If you publish something and no one actually likes <laughs> it, now you have some information and you can change some things.
0: That's so true. So smart. Jan. I'm not smart. <laughs> Thank you for dropping all those bombs. We, I super appreciate it. Um, what else do I want to, um, is there anything specific that you're working on right now that you maybe want to share um, or just let our audience know about? <sighs> I can't talk about some of them, but they're exciting. So
1: follow me, first Ooh, of top all. Top secret. Yeah, first of all, okay. <laughs> yeah. follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jen with Two N's, J E N N, Sanasi, it is a hard last name to spell, S A N A S I E, and then you'll know the things when I can tell you about them. Um, Okay, yeah. So there are things in the works that are very exciting, um, things I've been working on for a while that are coming to fruition, and so that feels really good because some of them I honestly thought were never going to see the light of day, and just through perseverance and putting my head down throughout quarantine and just like, you know, continuing to put energy into these things because I believed in them they are actually coming to fruition and so like one of them i've been working on for over two years so please believe in yourselves like if there's something you 're working on that you really believe in don 't just like don't stop because you feel like it 's not being received well just you know take the feedback um, and apply it if you want not you don 't have to apply all feedback also but <laughs> take the feedback you like and apply it this is yeah. true um and if, it, if yeah. something is bringing you energy don't stop i hate when people stop because someone said something like screw that person who said something bad about what you're doing mm-hmm. they, again haters mm-hmm. are going to hate
0: yeah and i think one thing too oh my god my dog is barking can you hear the dog barking in the again, background it's not that serious yes <laughs> so lost my train of thought well i was going to tell you um, you about were my saying subject. yeah not not to Okay, yeah. sure. Tell me about yeah, your yeah. So there's those
1: that I can't tell you about, but um, like I said, I host a show on CoinDesk TV where we talk about crypto and blockchain and the future of money and privacy issues, which all pro- sound like so crazy, but they're becoming so mainstream now. And there's so many different use cases um, for crypto and blockchain, um, especially for for small business owners now. And um, so I I just find that show so cool. I mean. I've, I've operated in the blockchain space for a while and I'm so excited to see shows like this and also the mainstream media covering crypto and blockchain because it's making it so accessible to an everyday audience. So that's something super exciting that I'm working on and I love and it brings me energy right now. Um, and what else do I do? I think that's the one thing that brings me energy, yeah, my my company, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole if I tell you about the about the company, but basically, I can give you like a little a little tidbit. We, <laughs> sure. we're letting anyone who publishes uh, photos or video to social media, so any social platform uh, publish through our platform, and we we give you a few different things, so we allow you to get an immutable timestamp on your content that proves you are the person who published this at a certain time and date on a certain platform. You can also add your co-creators to that timestamp. So you have like a little IMDB record that no one can ever change or hack. So that's like super cool. Uh, And then we're, yeah, we're allowing influencers to connect with brands and more importantly, micro-influencers. and get paid to share the real-time analytics on on their social posts. So, like, if you, Pam, really love a lipstick from Sephora, that's super smart. Yeah, and you post about that lipstick from Sephora not because they're paying you fifty thousand dollars, but because you love that lipstick from Sephora. Sephora now has the opportunity to pay you an amount to see your analytics in real time and to see how people are engaging with your um, organic content. So that's kind of us in a nutshell.
0: Wow. Yeah that's super cool jen that sounds like something that's going to be blowing up and super useful for a lot of people who are using social media as like one of their main platforms for life business everything these days i sure hope so i I wanted to touch on something that you said that um, these projects are bringing you energy right now and i this is something that i truly you know live by as well but i want to address the opposite side of the coin and that sometimes, and how you were also chatting about not giving up and that you hate to see people giving up. And I know sometimes that we get energy you know, right away when we have an idea and we get this motivation and we start moving forward, but then we start to run into these different roadblocks or we have to do mundane tasks that don't necessarily bring us energy. So I just wanted to like, I know this about you, but I also wanted to encourage encourage people listening that you're not always going to have that energy through all of the steps in between reaching those different, you know, milestones or checkpoints or goals within like your business plan or, and whatnot. So could you just kind of touch on that? Because I think especially during like lockdown, when we don't get to have the same types of outlets that we normally do, we're kind of stuck in this, like (laughs) literally stuck inside and it can be a little draining. Um, and hard to keep up that motivation and energy, even with projects that maybe, you know, before brought us energy or businesses that used to bring us a lot of joy that we've been restricted from doing. So do you, can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, where do I start someone?
1: (laughs) So just, Uh, well, I was gonna say someone, um, I feel like Oprah said this, but I'm not sure. It could have been someone else. And I don't even really remember the quote, but I'll give you the gist of it. Okay. (laughs) It was paraphrase. Yeah. Basically whoever said this was saying to not hold yourself to the standards or try and accomplish goals that a past version of yourself wanted. Like it's okay to let go of some things Mm. and it's okay to have tried something and realized it's not for you, or, or maybe you just don't want to put any more energy into it, or maybe it gave you energy for a while and now it's just draining, draining you, um, and, and that's totally okay. I think, I think the greatest strength someone can have is knowing when to walk away from, from a project. But that said, I don't think you should make decisions about your business in an emotional state. So if you really do feel like it's draining you, right, so if you feel like it's draining you and you just don't (laughs) wanna work on it anymore, or maybe you don't like the people who you're working with, or you're constantly at each other's throats and you don't feel like there's any movement, it's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to step away from that project. Be really honest with the people you're working with. Like we're all just people. People understand that sometimes you need to take a break for your own mental well-being and that's only going to benefit the business in the future whether you stay with it or not, right? So, I think just mm-hmm. being really like allowing yourself to be a human being and and giving yourself understanding goes a long way. And, and I know it's just like so easy to say that, but it is so hard to do sometimes. Like almost every entrepreneur I know is so hard on themselves and myself included, like just so hard. Like, why couldn't I get this done? Or why didn't this happen in a certain way? Or I messed up here. Like everybody messes up so much. And I think one of the biggest problems is that like, we don't talk about our like mess ups that often, like we always share our success yeah. on Instagram and, and Twitter and
0: mm-hmm. wherever
1: with our friends,
0: we, we celebrate our successes, but like to get those, okay, success- I just got an idea. Yeah, tell me. Sorry. Keep going. Keep going. I, I'll write it down. So was your forget. idea to share those stories? Yes. So I want to challenge like you and like, I do this, I usually do two sides of the coin. So I'll, I'll share like a struggle and then how I've overcome it, but maybe we have to write out share before we've found a resolution so i want to challenge you and anybody listening to go ahead and share one of their you know obstacles um, or challenges or a time that you said no totally right so something that you said no to so um i'll put this in the show notes and um, i'll create a hashtag for it i don't know i can't think of the top of my head but um i'll create a hashtag for it so that way we can you know see other people's stories and we can kind of share because Part of my goal with this, or well, big goal of this podcast, was to really create a community of entrepreneurs that can, you know, start to feel like you know we're normal, we're human, we we mess up, like we all go through different yeah. things. So I love that we you mess up um, a lot. shared that. Thank we you. We mess up a
1: lot. There's so many <laughs> times that, <laughs> like, I felt like this is not going to work. Like, what am I doing? What is happening? <laughs> um, but coming coming back to that point, Pam, there's an event. It happens globally. In almost every major city, it's called Fuck Up Nights, and have you heard of it? Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> no, I mean it's COVID now, so I think they're on online. But um, I attended one before uh, before the lockdown, and they're so cool. They happen in cities all over the world. People congregate there. I think it costs like twenty dollars to go. There is pizza and beer available with your ticket. Like you just go, chill, have a great time. <laughs> Um, and it's entrepreneurs and you don't have to be an entrepreneur. There's like people who work nine to five jobs. Like you can be an entrepreneur or entrepreneur. You have a regular job. You go here and there are three speakers. Most, I think all of them are entrepreneurs and they get up on stage and they share their biggest fuck up. And that's what the event is, is,
0: um, Uh, centered around. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that's what, can can we just call it like my biggest F-up or something? Yeah. Yeah. And um, at
1: the event, people (laughs) can write down like their biggest F-up on a post-it and like stick it on the wall. It's like very freeing, you know? (laughs) You're like, okay, it's not so bad. Wow. I love that. These people are really successful and like, these things happen to them like it happens to all of us like we all have big f-ups and if we can talk about them we can move on from them we can learn uh, learn from them
0: yeah and go get oh to my our God. next big F-up. we could do a whole episode just on yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> but we won't because i'm going to feel depressed <laughs> after that so we won't <laughs> That's so funny. I love that, Jen. Thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to look into that. And again, I'll look, um, or if you could send it to me or I'll look it up and I'll put that in the show notes too, because that sounds like a super fun, chill and yet yeah, releasing type of, um, night so that cool. I would love to yeah. be. Of. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I wanted to know, I don't know if you have this prepared or not, but I wanted to know if you have like a different quote or a mantra or like an affirmation or something that you just live by, because that's, I'm all about that, so I know you know I am, but I'm not sure if you have something that kind of just comes to the top of your head or something that really resonates with you that you, you know, had stuck with you for a while.
1: This is gonna sound so cheesy because like no one I don't know, probably Oprah said this at some point. Like I don't know when I became an Oprah aficionado <laughs> or I'm just attributing her to every quote I'm saying and like she probably said it. But but something yeah. that that I've almost had to teach myself, but I live by and I say it now often. And, and like I I've been okay two things you are worth it like I tell myself that all the time um mm. no matter kind of what situation I am and going, by
0: you you mean yourself yeah, not, right I you're, mean, you're to also you, worth
1: it Pam. right but yeah me no thanks. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so when you're saying it you're I'm speaking it to, to yourself, yourself right? right okay
1: like, all of these insecurities that come up with making big decisions or Or entering into a deal or business relationship that you're not sure about. It's like you're you're worth it. You give yourself this chance to to grow and flourish. There's absolutely Mm. no reason why you shouldn't give your chance. Give yourself a chance to grow and flourish. And if you are honest with yourself and honest with others and transparent, what is the worst that can happen? Nothing. What is gonna happen? It's maybe not gonna work. Yeah. Um, So there's that. And I've also been doing, I've been really into like breathing exercises and, and meditation. I find it helps. I know everyone is at the moment. It's like super on trend to be breathing. I mean, we have to do it to stay alive, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like really on trend to do breathing exercises and meditation, but it really does help. But I hope that we continue doing these things for ourselves and don't get caught up in, in the world when it opens back up.
0: I know. No, I love that so much. And I'm right on track with that. Do you have any favorite meditations that you do? Do you follow like a guided meditation or do you just sit in Zen or what's that look like? I for just you?
1: sit in Zen. So I know that there's all the apps and the guided meditations, but again, it's like the now, when, when I think about that, it feels like now it's like more of a commitment than it needs to be. So I sit in, in Zen, right? <laughs> so I'll put a timer on and be like, I'm going to meditate for X amount of minutes. I do it in the, um, I I make sure I do it at least once a day. So I'll do it um, in the morning for sure, uh, and then we'll decide. You know, if we're gonna do it again at night. I don't know if that's like best practice, but that's just what I do. I just like zen out. I any thoughts that come through my my mind. I I let go of them, and that's like a great practice for me throughout the day. Um, when you know negative. Thoughts creep into my mind. I just like remember, I can let go of them. It is okay. It's okay to feel them. It's okay to have them, but and it's also okay to let go of them.
0: Hmm. No, I love that because I think that's something that um, I don't know if well, I just didn't know this. So this is like a new concept to me that I can let release my own thoughts and that I don't have to believe all of the thoughts that pass through and cross through my mind, or I can disagree with that, or I can just. Not be upset about that thought and just let it go. So, um, yeah, that's super powerful. And I think, yeah, it could be trendy, but I, I definitely hope that. I mean, personally for myself, I don't think there's a right or wrong. Like you know, you said morning or night, whatever works for you. Um, but I think it's important that you have um you know commit to a little bit of time for yourself and that's one thing i'm actually pretty thankful about COVID. is that i've learned to incorporate some of this personal time into my daily practices and i feel so much more balanced now and i just feel a lot more chill so i'm enjoying i'm enjoying what i can with it (laughs) i saw um
1: it was on instagram or tiktok it was like two kids. It was a six-year-old and his little brother. I don't know if he was six, but they were like around, like a small child and then his little brother. And the little brother was about to have a tantrum, and then the six-year-old guided him through a breathing exercise, and he was like, "Just breathe, just breathe." And then the child, the small, the younger one, calmed down. And then the older brother was like, "I forget what he said," but he was like. He's like, see, you're much more calm now. And then they just carried on playing. I was like, what is, what?
0: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Nobody taught us that when we were kids, okay? (laughs) We fought it out. (laughs) I was like, these children are doing breathing exercises. This is amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining me, Jen. And I know you'd mentioned before um, where people can find you, but um, where's the best place? Like Instagram, is that the best place where you're at? Or if people want to just shoot you a message or pick your brain or just follow and creep you, where would they find (laughs) you best? Okay. Instagram
1: is probably best. My Twitter handle is the same. So take note. It's Jen, J E N N S A N A S I E. Um, I also have a website that's jennifersanasi.com. Uh, um and if you have questions or business inquiries or whatever there's a contact form there or just you know slide into my dms they're always open
0: awesome and again i'll put all of that information um, at the bottom so people can find you if they want to but thank you so much for joining me jan it's always a pleasure and um i guess i will catch you on social media sooner potentially you know when things open we can have a coffee date or something as well we need to have
1: a coffee date actually i want a wine date yeah i would like to have a wine date wine
0: yeah well we kind of had a wine date but it was was a virtual one i
1: know i know thank you so much for having me i love you so much i'm so excited to see the other people you interview on this podcast i think it's so great you are so
0: inspiring and i love you thank you jen (laughs) all right till next time ladies love you bye Hey girl, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a positive five-star review. And as a thank you for your love and energy, my team will send you a free copy of my social media content and goal planner. Please screenshot it and email it to info at priceless-beauty.com so we can get that to you right away. Until next time, let's stay connected on IG, come say hello at PricelessBeautyGram. And don't forget, You are worthy and capable of achieving anything your heart desires.